in a report um, issued by the CBC has got some tongues wagging. And the question is, should they be wagging? It suggests the Ford government is giving um, a for-profit clinic more funding to perform certain OHIP-covered surgeries than it's giving Ontario Public Hospitals to perform the same operation. And on first blush, I think a lot of people will see the headline and say, oh my God, that's outrageous. But does it add up when you look at the bigger picture? And so the CBC obtained uh, documents through freedom of information requests and saw some of the uh, fundraise, you know, funding rates for the first time. And they suggest that a privately owned Don Mills surgical unit have prices that are noticeably higher than, let's say, what the province would provide to a public hospital for the very same procedure. And so you have to think, okay. And the questions that come to my mind is, and, and they may be doing this, but is the cost to pay higher amounts at the private clinic to get these things done, is it ending up saving us money on the back end by getting people off the wait list? So let's talk to Francesca Grosso, Principal of Health Policy over at Grosso uh, McCarthy. She joins us now. Good to have you. Good to be here, Alex. And um, you have some ties to, to, to ClearPoint, which is, I guess, what they pointed out in this report. And, and I'm not going to get you to comment on that file, but you can certainly um, give some clarity on what the suggestion is. Because the headlines will get all the attention clearly on this, but what's the fine print on it? Right. So thanks, Alex. Yes, I'm not in a position to comment on uh, ClearPoint, our, our client, but I think there's a much bigger issue here and one that I know we've spoken about a number of times on your show. I'd start by saying that I, I don't completely agree with the assumption that the conclusion of this article is correct. You started the program by saying, well, it, could it be that they're paying them more, but, you know, we're saving some money uh, downstream. I, I'm not prepared to agree with the conclusions in this article. Um, I, I know Mike Crawley, and I, he was the journalist who wrote the article, and I have tremendous respect for, for Mike. Um, but I think he was trying to draw conclusions uh, that it costs or government is paying the private sector more than the hospital, and I don't think he made the case. Where and was I don't it think he made the case in his article because the information that was presented in the article was both inaccurate and incomplete. And I'll get into that, okay? But to me, you cannot make a comparison with inaccurate, incomplete information. And I know that it fits the narrative of some of the people that were quoted in the article. I would specifically mention the Health Coalition because that has long time been their mantra is that, you know, whatever they feel about access or anything else, they are firmly against private delivery of publicly funded services thus indicting over 60% of the healthcare system, because let's be clear, apart from hospitals, everything else is delivered privately. Even not-for-profit organizations like home care organizations or, or uh, long-term care are privately run. So uh, th- that's what I have the problem, and I, I'm happy to get into some of the claims made in this article and, and defend why I believe that this really was, I personally believe that this article did not conclude uh, what the headline read. 
But how do you do the cost comparison? Like, what would the average person well, be told, yeah. right? Like, right. They, I, I have right. to get a hip replacement. I wasn't told, by the way, you can have this hip or you can have that hip or you can have the Cadillac, Ferrari hip. Uh, this Yeah, like- but that's not, that's not really the issue here. He's comparing the cost that the pro- provincial government pays to a private provider versus uh, the hospital. And, and here's the problem with, with, with what he has put out there. He went to the ministry and he got a number. And it was a much bigger number for the private provider than it was for the hospital. However, if you read, and I'm not even going to go outside of the article now, if you read in the article, it's very clear that the number provided was not for a specific surgery. It was not for cataract surgery. It was for minor surgeries, of which there is a very big range. You have some minor surgeries. Exactly. The cataract is pretty much, I hate to say it, a simple, I don't want to hate to say it, but I, I don't want to undermine uh, those who do cataract surgeries, but they're, but they're injections in the eye, right? And you can, people go every day to get injections uh, in the eye in their ophthalmologist's offices. I know, I, I was one of them. So there's that minor surgery, and then there are other minor surgeries, perhaps a shoulder, perhaps a wrist, that are much more invasive. So my question, my first question is, because the article admits that, it doesn't say this is what they pay for. It's, it's a grouping of surgeries. So what is that number actually? Is that perhaps an average of all of those, of all of those different types that the government has made an agreement and saying, okay, we expect you to do so many of this and so many of that, and we're going to average it out at this or that? I don't know. What does that mean? What does that mean? Without seeing the service agreement and really understanding... What does it actually mean? It may very well be an average, an average of averages. So then that number is compared to another number that the hospitals get. And he quotes that the hospitals get $508 per cataract procedure. That is accurate. That is absolutely accurate. But here's the problem with that number. That number doesn't mean that's all the hospitals get for a cataract procedure. That number goes to cover direct supplies related to the cataract procedure. So, for example, I'm going to break it down for you. $35 to $50 goes for the OHIP-covered lens. You have your supplies, your disposables, and the gases that you use during the surgery. All of that does not add up to 508, okay? So the hospital is getting a lot more on that end. And by the way, all the real costs, are the indirect costs. This is the use of the space. Maybe there is a lease, there's insurance, there's maintenance, there's hydro, there's costs of personnel to clean the procedure room before and after. There are the people who book. And by the way, one of the biggest costs, there are the nurses. Now, all of these things, a hospital gets paid for separately. Okay? It is not included in that 508. So I would think, as any normal business person would, that if you're doing a procedure in a hospital, they should be factored in to the extent of the proportionate share of those things that allow the facility to run properly. That's normal. But that is not included in that 508. So you're taking a number that includes other procedures, and you're comparing it to a number that's just cataract, but not all the costs related to cataract. That is why, to me, the conclusion here is very misleading. And I would say that when the government goes to the private sector to deliver a service, it is equally expected to pay proportionately into those indirect costs that are very much a part of allowing the facility to run properly. 
If you're going to use a day in an OR suite in a private clinic, of course you've got to pay for the nursing costs that are supporting that suite. Of course you have to pay for the people cleaning that suite between procedures. Of course you have to pay for some of the leasing costs of that proportionate to that suite for those procedures. So this is the problem is we pay hospitals differently, and that is why these numbers are absolutely uh, not relevant when you're trying to do a direct comparison. And I'll just finish up with one more point that I think is huge. The Ontario province, uh, I should say not the government so much, the province of Ontario has never had proper costing systems for healthcare. We are the jurisdiction in the world that uses the oldest of all costing systems. So when journalists like Mike Crawley try to ask for numbers, they are given numbers that are not comparable. They are given numbers that may include other things. And this is the problem. We don't have... But you can do that with numbers, right? Yeah, well, you can do that with numbers. Yeah, the takeaway, yeah. though, is yeah. is going to be the headline. I, I think most people will say, if it gets the wait lines and the wait lists uh, down, and that saves us money in the bigger picture, it may, may be worth it. But I appreciate your side of this. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Take care. And that is Francesca Grosso joining us with that. And that's one of those things where it's like you got you can make numbers do whatever you want. But ultimately for me, if you get people in, get their services done in the private facility and they get out of the system and you're actually saving costs with all the downward issues that pop up when you don't get things treated on time and all the backlog uh, deaths and, and costs, then it, it very well could be uh, worth it.